if you leave your therapist's office going, I was expecting more, that's because there is more and they haven't given it to you. So keep searching. You, you will find a way if you're brave enough to go looking for it. Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast, hosted by your soulmates from the Foot Collective. I'm Mac Lyon, and we're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up so they can explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. This week, I'm back with another story from the soul, and this one is pretty special. Amy Downs is a relatively new member of our community and has been on a remarkable journey. The mother of two had been a nurse for 18 years before issues with her own health made her question her career and the system as a whole. Amy had also struggled with plantar fasciitis for years. She'd spent thousands of dollars on traditional approaches like orthotics and supportive footwear, but had never been able to shake the pain, and it only left her feeling more alone and isolated. It wasn't until she started training barefoot and found her TFC tribe that she's truly been able to take control of her foot health. Amy's journey since then has been nothing short of inspiring. She says over the past few months, she has rediscovered how to play and her joy for movement, learnt how to listen to her body again, and made life-changing connections with other humans online and in person who are on the same journey. Amy is the definition of a TFC explorer, someone who is willing to ask questions and search for answers in her own pursuit of foot freedom. And her story is one I think we could all learn a lot from. Before we jump into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know about our TFC Explorer membership, designed to get humans out of pain and help them find foot freedom. We've been listening to the stories of thousands of humans around the world for years and working hard behind the scenes to bring everything we've learned from the experiences of the collective to create our ultimate online training program that's already changing lives. Whether you have a specific foot condition, issues up the chain at your ankles, knees or hips, or just want to improve your overall movement health, the TFC Explorer membership is for you. The membership gives you access to an exclusive online community of like-minded humans on the same journey and the support of our experienced TFC health professionals, including our other Restore to Explore hosts, Nick, Jim, and Tom. Together, you'll complete a six-week program with daily lessons, specific routines for your condition, and movement challenges that will upgrade your health from the ground up help you build powerful, sustainable habits and lifelong mates from around the world. You'll also get to connect for live calls with our TFC pros and your fellow explorers to share your experiences and ask questions. If you join before July 2023, you'll get 50% off your membership. It's our way of saying thanks for helping pioneer this exciting new adventure. Head to thefootcollective.com forward slash explorer to learn more. The link is in the show notes. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the Restore to Explore podcast. Uh, another story from the soul and your story is pretty unique and I'm really excited to share it with the rest of our community. Uh, for those in our virtual community, they're probably familiar with Amy Downs. She uh, is an active community member, which has been fantastic since we launched it a couple of months ago. And yeah, I guess, Amy, for people who don't know you, uh, who are you? Where, where do you live? And um, how did you find the Foot Collective? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am someone who really highly values my health. 
and my well-being in general, but in more of a holistic sense. So I find the healthcare system quite frustrating and I used to be a nurse. So um, <laughs> I've done like a complete 180 in my way of thinking, um, sort of in the last few years, really. Uh, I come from Victor Harbour in South Australia, which is a lovely little town. And I have two kids and two stepdaughters as well. Um, I think the biggest part of my journey to my health is actually been managing my stress levels around raising an autistic child. Um, it, it's been very challenging. And um, the reason I actually questioned myself that I was in the right place and what I was doing as I just hit burnout in nursing, um, got really, really sick and I was tired all the time. And I just, I've always believed that you know, you deserve to live life to its fullest and you deserve to wake up feeling energetic. And I've always been the sort of person that has tried my best with the knowledge that I had to be a healthy person and, and a good role model to others. And I couldn't work out why I'd found myself so completely exhausted and burnt out and how I'd gotten to the place I was. So how long had you been a nurse for? How long had this sort of yeah, journey as a health professional been? I'd been working for 18 years in nursing. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, very long time. Um, and how old is your little one? How, how yep. long ago did you have him? My youngest is a little girl, Lucy. She's five. And then my son is 12. Um, yeah, they both just started primary school and high school respectively, so big years all around. Um, yeah, and I found my way to... The Foot Collective, um, basically because I started having a, another flare of plantar fasciitis and I'd had that, I'd been suffering with it for three years, spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their traditional treatments and physios and chiros and things over that time and nothing really seemed to work. I was doing all the podiatrist-designed, supportive, expensive shoes and footwear and all that stuff that is the conventional treatment system. Um, and when it flared back up this time, I just went, really, no, I'm not willing to live like that again. Um, and I had been following TFC online on all the socials. Um, and straight away, I jumped on and went, please tell me they have some sort of practitioner <laughs> on here that I can reach out to. And they did. And I found um, Jim and I found Tom. And I went with Tom because I could get in with him sooner. Um, and I've been working with him since. And at the same time, the um, TSC community was launched online. So I joined that platform and just devoured it. I found it so interesting, so useful, so inspiring, and just felt like, you know, that these people were really my tribe, same values, similar way of thinking, and, and it all just made sense. So how yeah. how big was that for you? I mean, for someone who it sounds like you hadn't really found your tribe before and your people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's 18 years is a long time in any profession, but yes. uh, I think we see it with a lot of practitioners as well and, and other people in our community. Yeah. There has to come a time where your sort of moral compass and, and that, that deeper sort of understanding of where you feel you need to be redirects that path and it's not easy um, yeah. to, to make that call. Was there like a pivotal moment? Was there something, I mean, you, you say the burnout, but was there mm -hmm. a moment where you're like, this isn't me anymore? 
Yeah, there kind of was. I'd, I'd already decided when I was nursing that the shift work wasn't working for me and I decided that I needed a break and I cashed in all my annual leave. I gave up my permanent position and told my boss I wanted to come back part, uh, sorry, casual. And, and I did that. I took all my leave and then I went back for one shift, one shift, and the next day I didn't feel well and I got sick. <laughs> And before I knew it, I had pneumonia and I really was just like, I am a healthy 30 something year old person. Who the hell gets pneumonia at this age? So mm. that was really, I ended up taking another few weeks off of work, recovering from that. Um, and I, and I just dawned on me and I just said to my husband, I just don't think I can go back. It's, it's bizarre really for me for, as an outsider and like I've got a lot of friends who are mm. nurses, who are paramedics, who do shift work and, uh, you know, something that we, I guess, preach and, and you know, encourage people to consider is mm. their sleep health is, yes. is a massive part of your overall health uh, and and what food you eat. And I know through, you know, mm. just talking to my friends who are nurses and, and paramedics that, those are two things that don't really come with the job description when it comes to, you know, to shift working health professionals. No, no, the majority of nurses, I would agree, are quite unhealthy. <laughs> um, the sleep's a huge thing, of course. Like, and I think, you know, science has proven that people that work shift work for a long time don't live as long. <laughs> um, so I was well and truly glad to be rid of that because I did not sleep very well. And, and sleep has been one of the big areas I've worked on in terms of my own health. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And did you see a pretty quick change once you recovered from the pneumonia and, and quit the job or, or has it been mm. quite a gradual journey since then? It's been a really long, slow journey, to be honest. Yeah, still, like I have mm. quite a stressful life. I'll admit that, I'll put it out there. Any other parents or anyone listening to this that has an autistic child, you would know there are significant hurdles and challenges that come with that and you really have to undo a lifetime worth of conditioning to your expectations of how children should be and how other people should treat your children. Um, it, yeah, I had to undo all of that, which is hard work in itself and it's still a process, like there's still things that I get caught on and going, I shouldn't have to expect that of my son. And to also put the judgment of others aside and do what I know is best for myself and for my family. And that can look very out of the box and it can look like we're letting some stuff go, but it's really been a focus on picking your battles and knowing that it will come together in time and having that sort of faith. Yeah, nothing to do with feet, I know, but... <laughs> But it, but it does all relate because, I mean, I think a big part of what we encourage people to do and what you've experienced in the community and we'll get into the, the Explorer Circle and, and the Trek to Base Camp in a bit, but a big focus of, you know, improving not just your foot health but your overall movement health is actually just building routine and consistency into your life. And I don't have any kids um, and I struggle to, to build that routine and to maintain that routine. So I can only imagine how difficult it is not just having two children, but then having a, a child with autism and trying to find time for yourself and for your own health must, yeah, it must be a balance. 
Yeah, it has been. I've really had to, again, re-examine my values and make sure that self-care comes first and, and that I prioritise that and, you know, looking after my health and well-being so that I feel the best I possibly can is right up there. So, you know, when my plantar fasciitis flared again, <laughs> I really was just like, no, screw this, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> screw this, I'm not willing to live like that and I can't live in pain for another three years and also not have answers. I think that's really hard for humans, right, to not have answers as to why. You know, we can have a diagnosis, but what's caused that when you don't get that answer? It's so infuriating. It's frustrating as all heck. Crazy. And that's all we, you know, a big reason why we started the community and a big reason why the Foot Collective, you know, was was founded from the outset was there are so many people who just want answers. They want to know what to do next. And yeah. it's, a, it's a minefield out there trying to navigate the, the right education. Yeah. You know, everyone's an expert these days. <laughs> uh, and on social media, it can be a really busy, crowded place with a lot yes. of noise. Uh, so trying to navigate that, you know, um, not just for your foot health, but, but for so many aspects of your life and, and how you parent and yes. um, you name it, it's uh, there's a lot of noise out there. And it still can be quite a lonely journey too, considering finding a, a unique tribe like this that, that have the same values and shared beliefs and have that information that can explain in a way that makes sense and is backed by science, like why things are happening, there's still a large majority of people out there that don't think that way because they don't know don't know any better. And I don't mean that to offend anyone, but you don't know what you don't know, right? So Definitely. Or you only know what you've been taught. Yes. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, an, another sort of hurdle that we're trying to overcome is that, there are a lot of people out there who simply have just been fed the wrong story when it comes yeah. to their feet. And what what was the story that, that you sort of, I guess, followed before you found the Foot Collective? Where where were you with your feet and what was, what was your situation? Uh, before the Foot Collective, um, before my plantar fasciitis, I was already sort of trending the way of building strength in my feet. I was already questioning what I'd already been told about having good footwear with arch support and I'd sort of been leaning into uh, strength workouts as part of my, um, my, you know, my exercise, fitness, mobilising, I can't think of the word now. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're saying. I was leaning into that and I started working out at home and started building up a home gym when I had my youngest child so that I could um, still keep up with my fitness and, and stay healthy in terms of physical sort of things. Um, and I decided since I was at home and I was inside, I would start working out barefoot because I sort of believed, well, you know, like I, I'd done a few uh, step-ups one day holding my baby and the next day I had a sore heel. And I went, what? Surely I should be able to, I should be capable of doing that. So it was this really, really slow, long process of starting my workout barefoot and then going, oh, I'm getting to something that might involve plyometric sort of style movements. I'm going to put my shoes back on for that. And I didn't follow any sort of timeline. I just gradually removed my footwear 
just over time to the point where I was like, hey, I did that work and I did that jumping and that was fine. And I've been working out barefoot ever since. Um, and I really enjoy it. It feels much more stable. It makes sense when, you know, yeah, they're trying to sell you these shoes that have a really flat, solid base for lifting weights, right? It, it totally makes sense. But imagine if you didn't have to wear them at all. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, so, yeah, so I found that sort of followed on into TFC. I was going, hey, I already think that, and that's already helped me so much with my foot strength. Um, and I was actually really surprised when I had this flare-up of plantar fasciitis again. And, again, I think I just hadn't done that style of movement for a while. I'd been focusing on something else. And then this one day I just threw myself into a workout that involved lots of load through my feet. And the next day I was sore. And I was like, oh, you know, that's okay. It'll it'll go away and got back into another workout and then went, oh, dear, no, 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 and recognised the, the signs my body was telling me, yeah. And For someone who's never had it, can you describe, firstly, I guess the first time yeah. you had it and, and, and when it's come back up, what what does it feel like? What, what yeah. would you describe plantar fasciitis like? Um, so I guess the most commonly known thing and, and imagine starting your day where you just flip yourself out of bed and stand up and you can't wait there on that hill or if you've got it in one or the other or both, you can't actually physically wait there without an enormous amount of pain. Um, it really feels to me like you've stepped on a really sharp stone and it's left a giant bruise in your heel but really significant, really intense pain. And literally then having to hobble those first few steps in a day like which makes you feel like a really old person, right? Yeah, so that's sort of what it feels like. And then some days, once I'm warmed up, that pain can go away and doesn't bother me so much. And other days I can have this ache in my foot that pretty much starts at my heel but radiates out. It can, go, it can sometimes aggravate like my Achilles area and other times sort of extend all the way through the arch of my foot. Um, and I get around on this balance between being barefoot and having some arch support just to alleviate the pain for a little bit. Yeah, because it's really frustrating living with pain, right, all the time, which many people would know. Yeah, of course. Mm. And you were someone who it sounds like, you know, you've always been a bit of a mover throughout most of your life. You Did yeah. you play sport growing up or, or you know, through your 20s? Yes. Um, well, I gave up sport when I went into work, when I started nursing, because, um, you know, sort of fear of injury, I guess. Um, I played the usual netball, basketball sort of stuff, but the netball I had injured myself quite a few times, mostly ankle injuries. Um, and I'd also fractured myself trying to learn to kite surf once. <laughs> I didn't finish learning to kite surf. <laughs> um, and I think one of the significant things I have learned is how those injuries have impacted my strength and mobility through my ankles, through my feet over time. And now that I've been exploring like the movement of my body and understanding how our feet physically um, as in terms of our mobility are quite the foundation of our movement, right? You know, we're humans, we're bipedal, we're made to walk. And if you don't have the full function in your feet, well, it throws everything else out. Right? You know, everything in the body is connected from the ground up and the head down. So, and you then found the Foot Collective and you found Tom and yes. Tom Williams, one of our head physios here at TFC. And yes. uh, 
for those listening, they may have heard some of the episodes that he's done with Jim uh, around some yes. of the common conditions that we have. He's done one on plantar fasciitis. Yes. Um, and yeah, I guess what what was that relationship like having a, a practitioner who, you know, you'd already sort of self-discovered there were benefits to this barefoot mm. way and then to be able to connect with someone who, yeah, was speaking your language, I guess, must have been it, it was, was like finally so immensely validating <laughs> yeah just to have someone who is a professional who's done all the study who follows up on the research and the current practices and literature and all that sort of stuff that could break it down for me and explain why and it made sense to me and then i think the first two weeks of doing the physio exercises he'd given me i had like a significant improvement and I thought, yes, I'm clear, I'm, you know, I'm out of it. And then we increased. Oh, I started the um, track to base camp and <laughs> we increased the intensity of the exercises I was doing and it turns out that was too much. And it, I was, I, I pushed myself a little bit too much. I am very motivated and I found um, the track to base camp and TFC Explorers the fireside, all that just, all that information was just so incredibly inspiring and I was so excited to be there. I just pushed too much and I found it hard to back off. It took me a few weeks to go, no, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that <laughs> anymore. In your own words, can you just describe for people what, um, yeah, what the TFC Explorers Circle is and, and what the Trek to Base Camp is? Yes. Yeah, so, um, this is, we're the first group, I think, we're the pioneers that have You're joined. the pioneers. <laughs> this trek to base camp so it's 42 days of basically exploring our feet and our bodies and how our feet affects our body from the ground up and from the head down i i came on board essentially because of my condition i came to to try and heal that was why i came here and some people have come here just for the holistic exploration of their health and well-being with no particular problem so to speak but just wanting to build on their current capacity i guess you could say um but yeah it's a great group of people and all here for their own reasons but with the same values and they're all here to try and improve their own physical capacity um try and heal any injuries or problems that they're having and it's been really eye-opening the things that we've learned and navigating our own ways through it you know all the information is there and as i did i dove in and, and i did too much and i did something every day and turns out I, I should have been taking a rest day and i think we've all just found our own way and we're nearly through it now i think uh, i might be a couple of days behind but <laughs> i'm catching up getting close yeah. to the end and yeah, I mean, it's not just people here in Australia, it's people from yeah. all over the world. And like you said, everyone's sort of come for a different reason. And I think, yeah, I think what you've just sort of said there is really important that, you know, a lot of people come to TFC and or go to any health practitioner or buy any online course or do any online program because they've got in their mind what they want to fix. And that's just what they want to fix. I've got X problem and I need to fix that because when I fix that, I'll be fine. Um, and it's not that simple. And I think that's what we're trying to communicate with the Trek to Base Camp is that there's really a lot of holistic elements of the body and the mind that go into 
helping everything else work. And if you just focused on fixing your plantar fasciitis and just did foot exercises, it it really wouldn't be no. enough. No. And I think, I guess from your perspective, what have you sort of gained from having other people there with you who are, you know, who are going through that journey with you and, and sort of seeing what they're doing and then also a big part of the trek to base camp is the fact that every day you have to turn up while you're on the trek and share um, share what you've done that day, share a, a, you know, a video or a photo or a post about a, a challenge that we set for the day and a, a lesson that you have learnt that day. And um, yeah, what have you found that sort of aspect of the journey like? Yeah, um, again, it's, it's quite validating to have other people there doing something so similar to you and exploring their way through it too. I don't think until you actually stop and, and do something like this and actually really focus on your body, how it moves, how it feels, when it moves, where things may not be moving as well as they should be and having it broken down. So you might be looking just at your toes and how well your toes move. You might be looking at if you actually have any stiffness in your feet, your ankles, um, your knees, your hips even. So I, I know we explore the squat and different types of squat quite a bit um, on this journey um, on the trek to base camp. And I always thought I was quite good at squats and I could hold a deep squat quite well. But in order to do that, I would have to have my feet turned out on a 45 degree angle and just a little bit wider than shoulder distance apart, which, which is okay. But when I was watching some of the um, information and videos, so Jim was saying, you know, yeah, you should be able to have your feet facing forward <laughs> and at varying distances, but I couldn't stay upright with a straight back doing that my feet would just naturally turn outwards so that was where I discovered the restrictions in my ankles which I think are from playing netball like I have had a lot of injuries in my ankles and a lot of scar tissue and there's just points where my ankles stick a little bit um, but I've already seen progress like you know over the track just practicing those and and putting a little bit of effort into mobilizing those areas again my hips work great <laughs> <laughs> which is one thing you I've and learned. me both no no issues with the hips it's those tight ankles <laughs> yeah that's right yeah um and then even and, uh, going up from there you can also still get back problems as well from issues and restrictions in mobility elsewhere so it's not just for the feet I mean that's what no. it sort of comes down to it's not just for the feet you came for the feet uh, uh, and feet. I guess what you sort of you've you've learned I guess is that it's for everything up up the chain and if you yeah. want the feet to be fixed long term then band-aid measures are just not going to do the trick uh, mm. and just focusing on that isolated problem is not going to do the trick so mm. yeah what sort of progress have you seen from when you started right so i'd say since i when i was talking about needing to pull back because i had a setback with my pain from doing too much since i have done that and i've been working closely with tom to do this i actually haven't strictly been um, focusing on the exercises and routines that they have in the track, um, sort of just doing a mishmash of some of the things that Tom has prescribed me specifically to my, I guess, weaknesses and my condition. Um, I have really seen an improvement just in the last few weeks, like the pain's become more manageable, 
having those little rest days in between where I'm not so much doing the foot strength work, <laughs> but just a little bit of mobility, some stretching, that sort of thing. And doing my, like my strength routines, like I like lifting weights, that's my thing. So trying to find a nice balance of doing the things that I enjoy, um, trying to find time to fit in. I'm incredibly inspired by movement in general. I think this trek has really um, motivated me to do more exploration of my capacity, my ability, how my body moves. I've really, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, so I've, I've been trying to learn to do handstands. <laughs> and just exploring what i'm capable of and it's been a lot of fun and it's become like play to me that was one of the things i came in and i didn't really have much of a sense of play i think it was one of the questions we got asked in in the trek was you know how do you define play and what do you do to play and i was like not much like play for me is sitting down having a coffee with my friends because i don't get much time out and so yeah now i find myself going down to the local oval with my daughter and and you know, doing animal moves and handstands and cartwheels and trying to teach her to do that stuff and hanging as well, like hanging monkey bars, just seeing that's what, what I it's can all see. about. I mean, that's um, that's really our mission at its core is to get people to rediscover the joy of movement yes. and to realise that it doesn't have to be all work; it can be play. And for a lot of people, you know, the journey that you're on it may not be about getting out of pain but the sheer fact that you are able to play with your daughter or with your son and to be able to do that until they have kids and yeah. you can play with your grandkids like that's a driving motivator for Absolutely. I know Ray Cameron who's one of the um who's one of the other explorers that are in the group I had a chat with him the other day and he'll come on the podcast soon enough but awesome. you know that's his motivator is he's got a new yeah. grandson and just wants to be able to get down on his level and that's on the ground and it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't feel like work doing all of this stuff and I think you raised another really good point there is that I think with the 42 day journey we sort of encourage people to do 30 minutes of foot focused movement or or training each day Um, but to be fair it's really up to you how you design that. We give you ideas and inspiration for routines and exercises specific to what you want to work on or specific to the condition that you're trying to solve. Like that's all built in. But if you're already somebody who somebody who moves or if you're still, you know, very early on in that journey and are just starting to rediscover what that movement should feel or look like, then just getting outside and going for a walk, whether it's in shoes or out of shoes, that alone is you putting in some work so that eventually you can play. And I mean, that's what the title of the podcast is all about. It's restoring so that you can explore your movement capacity. And a big part of the trek in the very first week, well, the very first day, we get you to define your why. Why are you here? Do you remember what you put down as your why? It was because I deserve to live a life to my best capacity without pain and, and yeah, and that I deserve to be able to move the way I want to, do the things that I enjoy doing. Do you think that's changed over the course of this? If you were to rewrite your why now for, for, for uh, I guess, completing the trek or for being a mover? It would be very similar, but I do, I genuinely believe that humans are capable of unrestricted movement for life if we do the right things 
to maintain it if we keep at it um and so getting into this being down on the ground more like that made so much sense to me when i'd heard it i'd never thought of it before but just the simple act of getting up and down off of the floor and sitting on the floor more so than lounging on the lounge or sitting in a chair really encourages that range of motion and strength of movement through all the joints in your body whereas sitting in a chair like it it takes a lot of that effort out of it so just by simply choosing to sit on the floor whether it's on a cushion or a rug or whatever like you can still make yourself comfortable but you're going to maintain that ability for your life if you choose to incorporate that into your lifestyle it's a real light bulb moment that one for a lot of people i think <laughs> yeah. and we're seeing it in the community a lot lots more people uh, as they you know into the community and they're they're absorbing the education and all of the free uh sort of inspiration that's in there and they're doing the foot freedom map which is the, mm. the the mini course that they do as they enter the community um yeah you, you i'm seeing a lot more people sort of asking how do i design my you know space in my living room to be more ground focused and for anyone with kids it's it's pretty simple to see if you watch kids move on the ground and their Absolutely. ability to get into deep squats and oh my gosh, just how yeah. particularly toddlers you know their hip mobility and the way their knees and ankles can mm. move it's like and their feet, <laughs> and their, feet. <laughs> their feet are amazing they have wide toes 100%. that just yeah they grip the ground and they have impeccable balance great yeah yeah for sure mm. a big part of the trek as well and something you mentioned before was the fact that before you found your tribe you mm. felt a bit alone on this whole thing um yeah. being able to connect with other people who you didn't know before what's mm. that been like for you yeah as, well as you just said it it just makes you feel less alone it, it's hard to live with your own belief system um, and try and live a lifestyle when the people that surround you that's not their belief system and i still find that hard at home like i guess my family kind of look at me and go like they respect that this is what i'm into like I, i'm into health in my own way but not necessarily inspired to do the same thing so i just keep thinking i'll just be a role model my kids will see me doing it um, and one day they'll be a bit more interested in why um, my daughter will copy me. So like, you know, if I'm on the floor, she'll be on the floor. It can actually be quite dangerous to be on the floor because the next thing you know, there's, there's a five-year-old jumping on you. <laughs> um, but it can be yeah. tricky. It can be really um, tricky if you're not in an environment and mm. the environment isn't just where, where you are, but who's around you in that environment. And if that, you know, if that environment isn't one that's, uh, I guess, embracing or supporting what you're doing, um, mm. then it can be really hard to maintain those habits. On, yeah. you know, and, and the same on the flip side, if you're around someone who has negative habits, it can be hard not to adopt the negative Absolutely. habits. Absolutely, yes. So having a container where you're surrounded by people who are actually trying to do what you're doing and are patting mm. you on the back um, as you're doing it. I, I'm sure that's that's probably helped keep it you going has. on this trip. And to, and to share your little wins and your little progresses, they might only be small, but in a group like this where other people are also just noticing those little improvements as they go, um, being able to celebrate that with someone that gets it is a big deal. Like, you know, I, I can say to my hubby, 
you know, I'm feeling better or I'm better able to do this. Hey, look what I can do now. And you'd be like, oh, that's cool, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not his fault. I mean, that's that's no one's fault because it comes no. back to what we were talking about at the beginning just about, you know, awareness and education. And yes. unless you've had the problem yourself and you've had the pain or you've had the frustration and, you know, the feeling of aloneness, then mm. you're not really going to understand and sadly it takes that to happen for people to realize that they need to make a change but you know i think at least i guess that's the other benefit of of having a community where you've got people who have had the pain there and you've also got people who haven't experienced that yet and what the purpose of these podcasts is is to go hey we're not immune to this just because you are active and you play sport and you know, you're a health professional. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean yeah. that you're not going to get um, get get issues down the line. So yeah, it's it's really important to have that. that and how good is it to see our health professionals like in our community actually walk in the walk, not just talk in the talk? Because I find that incredibly frustrating when you go into the modern healthcare system and the people that are giving you this health advice be it that it may, they're not actually living their life that way. You know, it's literally just come straight out of a book. It's not lived experience. They probably know better, but that's not the way they're living either. And it doesn't really make sense. Absolutely. I've been to plenty of doctors and, you know, health professionals who I have been placing my my faith in and I'm not having a go, but I've often walked out the door and gone, Hmm. Mm. do I really have faith that the advice I've been given is the advice I should be given when I look at the person who has helped me and they're clearly Mm. not looking after their own health, you know, as well as I am. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real tricky one. And and it's what we're trying to do as well. Um, Very soon we'll be launching a a membership for health professionals. And what we want to do with that is to create, another community of those health professionals who are willing to lead by example you know we want to have and that was what the collective was always about from the outset was bringing together the best minds the people who have the experience and the wisdom of treating people to learn from each other and sort of seek this shared truth about what what help should we be offering to people where they're at And you can't offer that help unless you're looking after yourself first. And you having Tom be your your guide really through this trek uh, must be invaluable because you see Tom turning up a few days ahead of you doing the the challenges. You can (laughs) see on his profile in the community all of the PowerPoints, which are the 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 proof of work reward (laughs) points. He's he's hard to catch, Tom. (laughs) He's uh, he's committed, but he which is great. Which is what you want from a health professional. You want them to be active and you want them to be moving and and it also means you know when you're having one-on-one time with your practitioner I, like the trek to base camp and the explorer membership doesn't replace no. seeing someone in person and having that one-on-one contact it's it's so mm. so crucial but what it does mean is that when you go and see your health professional you know, that's going to be a big part of the uh, the pro membership will offer is that the pros, we will expect to do the trek to base camp themselves to do yes. the 42 day journey so that their clients 
who they would be recommending the Explorer membership to have faith that, you know, this works and that this can help. And then you've got that shared language. I mean, Mm -hmm. having, yeah, having him along the way must, you know, must be a real driver for you. It was. And it really helped me to have a better understanding of my pain. Um, And also, you know, I guess, you know, you can be diagnosed with plantar fasciitis, but you might have it for a different reason. Like you might have it for a different reason so that I have it. Um, so we were actually able to really get in there and I, I had no idea how it would work. It was online. So Tom's in what Queensland, I'm in South Australia. So I wasn't sure how it would work, not being able to have someone physically able to examine me yet. He has this immense knowledge base which he could just get me doing different movement patterns and different holds and exercises and identify the weaknesses that I never knew I had. Um, So my left big toe did not engage very well. (laughs) My calf muscles were not engaging very well. And yeah, I figured out the whole sort of restrictions in my ankle myself just through moving, but actually being able to identify that and then be given exercises to strengthen them and to get them working has been probably the most crucial thing. The exercises in the Trek to Base Camp have been amazing. Um, Mm. But having that mind one-on-one focused on finding out where the root cause is for me, it was was just so reassuring. I felt like I, I really knew I was on the right track regardless of the fact that I was having a setback. And he was also a great support during that time too. <laughs> it's like an express lane, I think. Uh, you know, yes. the journey is going to be long for yes. anyone. Let's let's yep. be honest. Like it's, you're not going to be fixed in 42 days. It's not how nope. it works. We don't want to promise that because that's just not how the body works, especially if you've got decades of, you know, I guess the, the way you've been moving hasn't been right and yes. what you've been doing with your body hasn't been right. That's not going to be fixed in 42 days. You've got to be completely upfront about that. And listening to your body is the key to making it all work for you, mm. for yourself on that journey. But that can be really hard to, to actually listen to your body if you haven't been listening to it for 20 years. No. You've got to learn to hear again. And, you know, having someone who is trained in listening to other people's bodies uh, and can help you identify those signals, not so that you rely on them to be that ear, but -hmm. so that they can teach you how to listen yourself. I think that's a big issue with the current system is that Mm. we are too reliant on health professionals to be that ear, to be the only ones who have the secret you know, secret recipe to be able to listen to your body and and tell you what's going on and then how to fix it. It's not about that, is it? It's about Mm -hmm. teaching you how to do that so that you feel empowered to to keep looking after yourself. That's right. And I feel like with the knowledge I've gained, I just have an abundance of tools now that I didn't before to keep going after this and still the same community. I'll stay part of the community to keep going on this journey until I well, I don't think the journey will stop really. You just, you know, I'm all for self-development and growth and all that sort of stuff. So the bar just keeps shifting <laughs> the closer you get to it, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Handstands next, hand hand walking, I reckon. Uh, we'll get hand balancing <laughs> down and yeah. Um, yeah, but 
yeah, I think it's I think it's really it's really beautiful to see what you've done through the journey too with the fact that you did have that setback. Yeah. And I, I remember when you had the setback and you put a post out to everyone and you were pretty yeah. down and in the dumps yeah. about it and yeah. everyone rallied you around. Up. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They what really was that like? It was fantastic. That was the other thing I was going to mention a few minutes ago was just having that support. I didn't so much, you know, I think when something shitty happens, you do, you're allowed to be angry. And I think you do need that phase of being upset and being able to say, I'm upset about this. This is really frustrating. But having those people around you saying, keep going, like, yep, this is one step back. And that happens and this has happened to me before like I've had this major setback but I've pushed on and I've managed to get past it like it it really helps so much having those people at my back saying you've got this keep going it's okay it's going to get better like if you're going to get through it yeah it was really really nice to have that and not just the support that you've gotten out of the community, but you've also uh, actually connected with someone. I think you're the first community member to actually meet another community member in person, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is beautiful. Um, yeah, oh, to, how did that all come about? What's the story? I was so incredibly jealous of the um, shoes optional strolls and stuff that were happening interstate. I was like, why are we not in South Australia? And I keep telling Tom, he's got family over this direction. I'm saying, you need to come over. <laughs> <laughs> something here we will we will eventually we will eventually um but yeah I guess I just I wanted to see who else was perhaps close to me um to see how many people would be around that are already in the community I know it's only really just opened up so there's plenty of time for more people to come in but um I was I found it really inspiring and I was incredibly envious of not being able to go to these because I wanted to be close to people that were thinking the same way as me. Um, anyway, so I reached out to a few people. I was having a little investigate on the on the platform and was like, oh, this person's in South Australia, this person's in South Australia. And I just mess direct messaged them through the app and was like, I just noticed that we happen to be in the same state. And if you were interested, I'd be incredibly interested in, in catching up and doing something together. And, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so another woman was also incredibly interesting and we actually turned out we both got stand-up paddle boards so we'd planned this big trip where we we're going to go stand up paddle boarding and I thought oh that's great balance good work for our feet stability Bare all the feet. way through tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah but it turned out we ended up going kayaking so <laughs> we got to the place where we're going and someone who was working there said actually you're not allowed to stand up paddleboard here so yeah <laughs> what a crime <laughs> i know so we got them all pumped up and we're ready to go and then had to quickly deflate them so <laughs> yeah. but you got to go for a kayak we went for a yeah. kayak we're a really lovely guy just loaned us the kayaks which was amazing and again i think oh, nice. you attract that sort of stuff when you're a good person and it was just kindness of his heart you can borrow these i won't charge you you can go out for you know half an hour an hour and that's fine um, yeah, so it was fantastic and yeah, it was great to catch up with somebody else and just chat the whole time and hopefully I'll catch up with her again. Because uh, yeah, online is one thing and you know, yeah. it's great to have these people who feel like your tribe in the online world, but yeah. 
you can't really replace the the real thing. That's why we've started the shoes optional strolls. Yeah. You know, they're free community events where we just get a bunch of people together and go for a walk. It's pretty yeah. basic, but I, I will build up to hosting one myself when yes, I'm brave enough. We, we need <laughs> you will be the host. I'm very keen to see one in South Australia, and uh, maybe we'll have to come down to to kick things off with you for the first one. Yeah, um, absolutely, that would be great. But yeah, I think it's um. I think it's really, really important and really cool to have someone who went from being in pain, from feeling alone to finding her people, learning to listen to her body and, and meeting other humans who she now, you know, actually can relate to and connect with. And yeah. the journey doesn't end there. Amy, yeah. you've got other plans I do, uh, yes. what is it what have you been inspired by can you tell me yeah incredibly inspired and I even spoke there's another lady in the platform Chloe Mae Bennett who's um, a functional podiatrist um, and you know I guess always sort of looking for that what can you do with your life that sets you apart from someone else that you know aligns with your values and all that sort of stuff and this really got me, I really enjoyed going through the information, um, not even in the Explorer, not even the Trek to Basecamp stuff, but just the free stuff, all the free stuff. There was so much there. It's incredible. And I highly recommend anyone that's even thinking about it to just dive in if it's free and it's a wealth of knowledge there. I found it so inspiring and I just zipped through it so quickly. Um, and then I just went, this feels like my calling what if I could go back to study, even though I'm 39 years old, what if I could go back to study and, you know, get through the traditional conventional stuff that's going to be shoved down my throat um, and do podiatry, but then start my own business and do it my own way, have my own unique spin on it and, and no other professionals that I can liaise with and connect with and refer to and so on that, um, you know, think the same way as well so my plan is yeah to go back to study next year I missed out this year because I just didn't get there in time um, but even though it's been 20 years since I studied apparently I did really well in my nursing course at uni so I have the grades to get myself in <laughs> cool oh how exciting yeah that's incredible the beautiful Chloe May she jumped on a call with me and I got to pick her brain all about it um, and right. she's offered to be like a mentor to me when I get there. So yeah, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's so, so cool. And who would have thought, you know, the U-turn <laughs> with the, Feet. yeah, they're the, they're just the gateway. That's, yeah. that's what we, we like to think anyway, but yeah, look, I, I'm just really stoked for you to see where you've come from and I just want to, you know, from the bottom of all of our hearts, say thank you so much, you know, how appreciative we are for the, all of the effort that you've put in in the community because without <laughs> pioneers like yourself who grabbed it with both hands and, you know, it, it may just be a, a like or an inspire here or a comment there, but it all adds up and it's also important to help other people have mm -hmm. the feeling that you've had where it, they do realize that they're not alone that's really yeah. it's what it sort of comes back to is we can have a heap of people inside a container but if no one's going to connect with one another then it's not going to work and yeah. we need people who lead by example in that space and yes. really I think 
I don't know if you're in the same boat, but you know, I've never been a big social media user myself. I haven't really liked sharing or posting um, or commenting on anything, but to be in a place with your people, you feel safe and you feel, mm. you know, far more open to um, ask questions, to be a bit silly, to share yeah. videos or photos of how you're going. And um, yeah, play online really with, yeah. with people who understand. Yes. And I've sort of thought like, I don't feel that uncomfortable on social media. I was, I tried to start up a little You're you know, social media biz and got very comfortable with it for a while before life got a bit too hard at home and, and I just went, I couldn't do it anymore. But so I'm quite happy to do that. And I'm, I have um, a lot of really lovely friends who have told me how inspiring I am, you know, in regards to their own health journeys. Um, and I feel like like that's sort of what I want to be for other people too, is to be able to say, you know, this is a safe place and you can ask your questions here and any question that you ask is going to help someone else. There's going to be someone else out there that has a very similar question that has not been brave enough to ask it yet and that's going to help them too. And just just encouraging people to explore and to move and that some people outside of our community might Think we're a bit strange for wanting to be able to do that you know for doing handstands in the middle of the oval with my child like at my age <laughs> like i i feel like why not you know we can why do not? it we can do it and you can work up to doing it and it's fun to move your body like you feel incredible after you move your body don't you it just helps so many things and it is it is really important to be an active member inside the community, but it's actually just as important whether it's on your own social media accounts or mm. just really with your friends and family and the people who trust you the most to yes. be an advocate for this if you believe in it. Because, Absolutely. you know, we can scream it from the rooftops, but we are only able to reach people who have maybe had the experience that you've had where they've... they've mm gone okay maybe something needs to change but we want to get to people and you know parents grandparents children before they get to the pain and that word of mouth is always going to be the most powerful way to help change this narrative that we're trying to change around feet and to rewrite this story about foot health and you know and there is nothing more inspiring than someone who's passionate about something you know, and if that's something that interests you and, and you want you want to learn from someone who's passionate. So, and I've found that in TFC, like, you know, the, all the information, the, the guides, the, the practitioners, therapists, who are, all the people teaching us, we've done the amazing videos and you can see that, that they are passionate about this and it, it really inspired me to want to learn from them and it's inspired me to want to meet them and... <laughs> And all yeah. that sort of stuff. So I want to find out more about the whole TFC guides thing when that comes up. Yes, yes, you'll mm. be top of the list. Uh, we will, we will let you know. But <laughs> I guess as one last question, I like to finish yeah. these stories from the soul off with, I guess, a simple call to action to anyone who may have been in your position or is currently in your position. What would you say to them mm. uh, if they're experiencing foot pain? Um, what should they do? Ask more questions and seek more answers, I think. Um, 
if your gut is telling you something's not right, like if you leave your therapist's office going, I was expecting more, that's because there is more and they haven't given it to you. So keep searching. Um, that is what got me onto TFC, which has led me to where I'm here today. And it was simply just seeing a post on social media and going, that's really interesting. That makes sense. And looking at a few more things, following the page and, you know, and then it just starts popping up and you see it everywhere. You start to see more of it. And you, you, it'll lead you to where you want to go. Just keep asking questions, keep searching, keep knowing that there's a better way for you, that you don't have to suffer. You, you will find a way if you're brave enough to go looking for it. Sounds like the definition of an explorer to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Restore to Explore podcast. To stay up to date with all things TFC, join our brand new free community. Inside, you'll find a growing library of education, training, and resources to help you resolve common conditions, restore natural function, and explore your body's potential with a community that's there to support you along the way. To join, just head to thefootcollective.com or you'll find the link in our show notes.